0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr., and as always, I'm here with Coach Brian Barnes, and today, you got us too, and that's said uh, We wanted to take a moment. This is show number nine, and Coach Barnes and I, we just wanted to take some time to talk amongst ourselves today, so that's what we're going to do. So, Coach Barnes, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, Tom. Thanks. This can be a fun one. You know, we wanted to change it up a little bit, and uh, going forward, we we still have a lot of great guests lined up. But uh, like you said, just you and us going back and are you and I going back and forth? And uh, I'm excited, man. Let's get rolling.
0: I yeah, I'm excited too. And um, so I've got to interview Coach Burns um, a a lot throughout the years, just through being around the. uh, Bishop Foley Catholic High School football program and uh, so I am I'm kind of excited to to have this show just you and I so we can just chop it up ourselves man because uh, we both love football we both love talking football and like I said this is uh week nine and we couldn't be happier so um, yeah let's get to it and so coach um, the topic of this show what we're going to talk about is off-season challenges for a high school football head coach, which there are plenty (laughs) of challenges. Um, But I think the first thing I wanna start off with is um, when your athletes are playing multiple sports throughout the year, their attention turns towards that particular sport, whether it be basketball or wrestling or whatever it may be, whatever they're doing when they're away from the football field how do you, as a head coach, keep your football players mentally focused on football, even though it's the offseason, and especially when they're playing a different sport?
1: For sure. You know, all coaches, you know, when the season ends, whenever it might be, you know, um, we, we all kind of deal with that a little bit. You know, we, I'm a big believer at Bishop Foley that we want the kids to have kind of a break at the end of the season, you know, let them, you know, have a month to themselves and be with their family and whatnot. And after the first of the years, when I say we really want them to get going. And so when I was a younger coach, I, I wanted my guys. And when I envisioned being a head coach, you know, I wanted my guys to be pretty much at football, everything, right. You know, year round, you know, you gotta be in the weight room. We gotta be together. It's how we grow as a team and, and whatnot. And as I got older, you know, I've, I've learned a couple things like that. One, that's very selfish. And, and um, two, I believe that, you know, there's a lot of studies that show this, that kids that are multi-sport, you know, athletes are better overall than just being one sport specific anyway, or two sports specific, right? So we actually encourage multi-sport participation from our athletes because I heard a coach at a clinic say this once and it makes total sense what, what the kids learn on the basketball court, uh, what the kids learn wrestling or in the spring when they're, Running track and baseball, what they learn from a competition standpoint, right, and dealing with adversity and dealing with other types of coaching, and you know maybe that's not their number one sport, so they're not the best player. So you know just just being a good teammate, not being the head, you know the head honcho. What they learn there is greater than what they learn in the weight room, right? And so yeah. those kids are obviously you know, not sitting around doing nothing. They're they're being active, you know, still being athletes and. You know, regardless of the sport, those kids are uh, lifting um, into that sport. You know, those coaches have them lift as well. And ultimately, to me, the summertime for us is really the time, you know, where I want our kids to really start focusing on football, Um, like 100%. And there's another challenge there because we've got a lot of kids that, um, you know, uh, play baseball and they play a lot of baseball games and they play travel baseball. Uh, so you got to work around that from, you know, your calendar perspective, right? Make sure kids can go play their baseball, but also get their workouts in with us. Also, uh, our summer basketball teams, um, you know, our basketball program does, uh, actually have a really good relationship with him and we make sure we work our schedule around each other. So we're not interfering there. So definitely all those things come into play, but at the end of the day, we want our kids playing multiple sports. And I know, you know, some other programs, um, you know, I'm sure have their football kids, even though they're in a sport, expect them to come to the weight room a couple of days week. We can do stuff like that. I just you know what? I'm a parent. You know, I remember being a kid and, and I know our kids are busy as it is in 2022. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I, I know I know those kids are, are serious and they're working anyway and they'll be ready to go when it's you know, when it's time to go. And, um, you know, you go from there. Um, is there a right or wrong answer? I don't know. But like you said, definitely. Definitely a challenge uh, for all of us, and the biggest thing is that I believe all the coaches in the school need to make sure they're on the same page and communicate there uh, from that regard, right? And know what the expectations are. So we have our guys. We'll bring them in in the off season. We're allowed at this time uh, four players, four players at a time for four player workouts to do some stuff. So I'll bring in a couple quarterbacks at a time to throw. We'll bring in some receivers. You know, some linemen will get together. Um, actually, some of our linemen are doing stuff on their own right now. Uh, defensively, some of the guys will do stuff. So, I mean, we're still doing football stuff. And and I try to tell our guys not to think about football, you know, 100% all the time, year-round. But it, it has to be in your mind somewhere, if that makes yeah. sense. So, even though it's December, January, February, and you're in the middle of your sports season, let football be there somewhere. Because I'm sure... You know, basketball coaches will tell their their basketball kids the same thing if they're playing football, right? You know, make sure make sure basketball is there a little bit, and that's okay. I mean, and that's okay. You know, that's what you want.
0: Absolutely. Now, um, with some of these off season things, and especially these days, like I know, like when we played football way back <laughs> in the day. It wasn't, wasn't as much of. Uh, <laughs> I know, don't want to date us, but, but back then it wasn't as it was like you played football then you you know you played your sports you didn't and there were sports camps and stuff like that but I think today and especially with the way um parents are kind of evolving it's it's like they want their kids to get the best all the time all year round so you're seeing a lot more kids go to these camps and you're seeing kids you know that are kind of at a higher athletic level, getting personal trainers and and stuff like that now in the off season. How much have you had to deal with as a head coach with a kid, like um, getting coaching outside of your program and then coming back into your program and you either, not necessarily reteaching him or whatever, but having to compete with whatever coaching he's getting outside of your coaching you know existence I I guess you know
1: yeah i do um bruce feldman wrote a great book uh that has to do with quarterback play and he he talks about how the 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 fathers of quarterbacks or potential quarterbacks are the easiest group of people to sell something to right and because you you give them any little bit of hope that hey your son is a really good quarterback and they're willing to throw money at you right and so that's there's some truth to that and I'm not necessarily opposed to uh, camps, um, you know, quarterback uh, camps um, or other position camps where kids can improve on a skill. You know, one of the things I ask our kids, though, is just talk to me first about it, uh, because I've been coaching in the state of Michigan for a long time. And I think I have a good gauge on which guys are doing it for the right reasons, you know, in, in which in which group of guys are you know, looking at it as like a money thing. Um, opportunity to make money off of kids and families and whatnot. And so I just asked them to come to me first and I'll give my honest opinion about that. Um, you know, I, 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 can, I consider, you know, quarterback play and throwing a football very similar to hitting in baseball or softball. Um, and that it's, it, a lot of times there, there are some basics to it, right. Some core fundamentals that don't change. Right. But a lot of those yeah. times it's, it's unique to that player. And so, depending on the kid, depending on who he goes to, I'll, I'll have had conversation. I've had conversations with kids, you know, what are some things, you know, coach, you know, at, at this campus taught you. And a lot of the times they're similar to what I'm teaching anyway. And if there is a little bit of a, uh, I don't, I don't even want to say disagreement, but conflict or maybe a, a difference of philosophy and how to do something, you know, we'll talk about it and I'll say, okay, you know, and let the kid kind of do his thing. And then, If it works for him, great, but if it doesn't, ultimately, you know, that's when it's time it's going to say, okay, you know, we're going to do it my way and here's how it works. You know, for example, um, when it comes to, you know, throwing a football, like everything starts from the ground up, right? So everything starts with having a good base, feet underneath your shoulders are just a little bit wider than your shoulders, Um, having a good rotation in your core, um, you know, having all your toes on the ground, um, things like that. But when it comes to the throwing motion, there are some different philosophies and some different styles uh, I definitely have, have my way but again that doesn't make it the right way either and yeah. I learned this a long time ago actually when it comes to uh, throwing a football is like okay like you really want to get good at throwing a football like look look at all the, the guys in the NFL who are like all pros and are awesome and um, they do their job and are at the top of the game like those are the guys you want to throw like and it just stuck with me right and so a lot of the stuff we do you know, you watch Aaron Rodgers and his quick release and how he gets his front foot in the ground so fast and he gets rid of the ball so fast. Watch Tom Brady, you know, watch Russell Wilson, watch those guys. And um, so I've based it all on that. And so, you know, again, though, back to your question, you know, I haven't really had a major disagreement with a player or a father when it comes to when it comes to that. Um, you know, I just want them to, to just communicate with me when it comes to those camps because if, if it's something where they work with me already – uh, which which I expect our quarterbacks to work with me already, and they want to go get some extra work in. You know that that might not be the end of the world. Um, yeah. In that in that regard, but like I said, it yeah. just comes back to communicating and make sure everybody's on the same page. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, they know what my philosophies
0: are and my beliefs are, and you go from there. Yeah, and that leads me to a great question that I have for you. Um, in your situation, you. <laughs> Your defensive coordinator, Danny Goff, is also the father of your quarterback, Dylan Goff, well, uh, graduating senior, right? Um, How did that dynamic work where you were coaching, he's your quarterback but he's your defensive coordinator's kid. Was there, was there ever any conflict with that or, or how did that situation work out? I know you and Danny are obviously great, great friends and, and work together great, but there had to have been some, some back and forth with that at, at times, I bet.
1: You know, uh, you're right. I've known Danny for, for most of our lives, right? Like we all went to school together and uh, he's, you know, one of my best friends now. And, you know, I, Anytime you coach your kid, because I've had the opportunity, you know, to coach my daughters, right. And I've seen other people coach my daughters and you know, what makes them, you know, you know, what makes them click sometimes, you know, you know, what makes them, uh, you know, sets them off in a negative way and whatnot. And so early on, I think Danny and I, I don't want to say we butted heads. There was never any of that. There was just almost like a feeling out and how to coach, how to coach Dylan. And that's like that with every player. Um, But I never on a professional level, I didn't want to treat Dylan any differently and I didn't treat Dylan any differently just because he was, you know, my friend's son or just because he was my coach's son um, that that didn't happen. I think um, I think a major challenge was the fact that, you know, Danny and I are very similar and Dylan is similar and that, you know, we're, we're pretty fiery guys and we're pretty competitive. And as a head coach, I need to make sure that, you know, we have that neutral mentality throughout the entire game because games always have an ebb and flow. Right. And, and the emotions yeah. change and they go up and down. And you got to always be controlling and recognize it's a long football game. And so there were times Dylan, when he was younger, um, you know, younger as in like his, early in his junior year, I don't think handled that as good as he could have, but he obviously mature and grew um, a lot over the last couple of years and obviously had it, you know, back-to-back all Catholic league seasons. Um, one of the top quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in our school's history, you know, based on numbers and leadership and, you know, the things that he did. And so um, that was a challenge and that I saw, I saw myself a lot in him because I'm, I'm fiery too. And there are times we, I don't even want to say we butted heads, but we just, you know, we're fired up guys and needed to recognize that. And, um, and we, and ultimately at the end of the day, we made it work, right. Y'all, the three of us wanted
0: what's best for the program what's best for him and it it worked out for us yeah absolutely um so what are some of the things that you do uh the football program does um, during the off season to keep kids thinking about football and uh, you know do you guys get together for workouts you do runs is is there do you guys get together for a team dinner or something like is there anything that you guys do in the off season that keeps kids focused on football even though they're out there doing all these other things
1: yeah right now we're in the middle of March Um, and so a lot of schools around the state of Michigan I'm sure around the country do it you know we kind of have a a morning workout deal where we call it March Madness and we just ask uh, our our guys who Aren't playing a sport, so we try to schedule it. I try to schedule it in between our sports seasons, the winter and spring sports season, so we can catch kids when they're not uh, currently playing their sport. Um, and if they're if they're still playing their sport, I still want them to do that and not worry about our morning workouts. But basically, if you're not doing nothing or you're between seasons, it's I want you to show up to this our morning workouts. And at Bishop Foley, it's kind of unique. We're we tie in this workout to the season of Lent at a Catholic school. So it's kind of cool. And, and we're able to get the, those guys in there. And basically the, the core of it, kind of what you said in your question, right, is we want guys to think football. Um, we want them to at least make sure it's, it's there in their mind. During the week is, are, are they going to get super faster? You know, that much stronger, probably not. But the fact that we want them to think football and recognize that, It's not easy to wake up early in the morning. Um, You might have to go to bed earlier to to be able to get there in time, right? But at at the end of the day, you can do it, and you're going to feel good about yourself doing it. And we're also coming from a uh, unique perspective in that we're a defending league champion. So now I've been able to say to our guys, like, hey, I don't care what your excuse is. (laughs) You know, get your butt out of bed. Like, we're people are coming after us. Like, you're a champion now. now. You don't have to act like a champion anymore. You are a champion. Like, get your butt up and get and get here. And yeah, yeah. so that's that's a good thing for us. And then the other part of that is, you know, it's March, and, you know, we're out of school pretty much three months from now. And I know that in a way that seems far off, but I'm finalizing our summer calendar. I'm finalizing our workout dates. I'm finalizing our team camp dates. I'm finalizing our seven-on-seven seven passing scrimmage that we're, what we're going to have with other schools. Like, it's about to ramp up. You know, the other cool part is that this is the time of year where all the colleges and universities in the area are having their spring practices. Some of them have coaching clinics right there on campus, you know, so it's an awesome opportunity for the coaches to, um, you know, go watch some spring ball in, in person and talk ball with some of the better colleges in the area. So it's, it's here before you know it. And ultimately, yeah, we want kids thinking about football Yeah. during, during <laughs> no, they- this March Madness Workout.
0: That raises a good point for me. I wonder like not just what the kids are doing on the offseason, what are your assistant coaches doing in the offseason? Do you guys do you put them on some type of regimen or something where you know like are are you guys in constant communication? Like how does that work for the coaching staff in, in the yeah, offseason? Definitely a balance,
1: you know, because we all have lives outside of football. Um, you know, this winter I've been coaching middle school bowling to be with my daughter my youngest daughter which is I mean if anybody knows me like I'm not very good and I don't know what I'm doing but I do my you know I do my best I try to teach him a few things and we're there but hit so the it depends yeah, 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 pick, pick pick an arrow yep that's it and so <laughs> and so you know we all have family lives and you know we have other some of our coaches are involved with coaching other sports so they're busy there um, some of them, yeah. you know, have their kids playing a sport, so you're gonna watch that and stuff. So, at the end of the day, I, I tell them, you know, you're a professional. Like, just I just expect you to get better at your prof- or your position. You know, come with something yeah. new. Uh, whenever we meet, we meet once a month uh, to go over things and check in. Our next meeting is actually this Saturday. Um, you know, just to check in and kind of see where we're at and see if see if there's anything new. You know, scheme wise, we want to look into um, strength training wise. We want to look into how we run practice, how we run a camp. I mean, all that stuff comes up uh, because everybody, you know, is learning something new and they can bring something to the table to discuss. And so, you know, I don't expect them to show up in show up in August and just like coach their position either. You know, I tell my staff that you are the head coach of your position. Right, and that's that's pretty powerful. Like you are in control of everything: drill, setup, uh, philosophy, and how we carry the ball, how we can hold it. You know, things like that. And so, I put the onus on them to take that to heart, you know, and take it personal. That those are those are your guys, and you're responsible to make sure they're um, they're on point. And I do tell them, you know, it's the kids love it when. Coaches see them doing other things and doing other sports, right? So, um, our kids that play basketball or wrestle, um, we have a couple kids that play hockey. Um, you know, they they love it when our when the football coaches go to those games or those events. And the other night, we had our our musical um and so we have a couple football kids in the musical like those kids love it that we're there supporting them you know things like that and so those are important like i don't tell guys hey you have to go to these things but i just say you know the kids really appreciate it and um you know if you can get there try to get there but again i put the onus on them to make sure that you guys are professional do what you're supposed to be doing check in on the kids occasionally and uh when we meet bring something to the table
0: yeah all right, Coach, so I want to end this on um, something that uh, I really wonder is when the kids get into the offseason and, and I'm not speaking about the kids that are playing other sports, um, but about the kids that don't, the kids that maybe only play football. And then when the offseason shuts down, it, they're, they're getting all these other challenges in their lives what do you tell the kids and then how do you go about i don't know why i'll say keeping an eye on them but but you're you're a teacher in the school as well so you can you can kind of see what's going on as far as what they're doing because when a kid gets um when the football season's over he might not shut down, but now now his focus is, is off onto all the other things a teenager is going through. What do you tell your kids other than just stay out of trouble and don't do nothing stupid?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's hard because you're right. Kids, after the season, if they're not involved in a sport, there's a lot of downtime for them, right? And a lot of time, not even to exactly. get in trouble, yeah. but, but just a lot of downtime to – not do their homework. So like one of the things we do during the season is every day after school, we have a study hour study table where kids do their homework before practice. So I've had parents say to me that, you know, that's a great thing because when they're, when they're not in season, they seem to struggle. And, um, I think it'd be really cool if maybe down the road, you know, as an athletic department, maybe we can set something up to where, every day after school is like uh give the kids like that time, even if it's a half an hour to get some homework in, um, so they don't have to do it later. But um yeah, inevitably some of the kids, their grades, you know, seem to slip a little bit or maybe their behavior or whatnot. And one of the advantages of being in the building is and at a smaller school is that, you know, I I there's not much I miss. <laughs> you know, right? I I if a kid's screwing off in class or a kid's not being a gentleman to his girlfriend or a kid's grades are slacking. Um, I, I know about it and people tell me, and I, I let this, our school does a great job of, you know, contacting parents and letting the kids know like, Hey, you're struggling. Um, You can do better than this grade. You know, is everything okay? What do we need to do about it? Even if it need to go to tutoring or whatever, our school does a great job of that. So I don't even need to hammer that, but there have been times where I've, you know, pulling one of our kids aside who, you know, it's just, maybe it's just clowning, right. Or, or not, or spending too much time with his girlfriend or whatever it might be. And just pull them aside. Like, dude, you need to quit being a dumbass. Like, basically, like I've had those, which is depending on the kid, but a lot yeah. of our kids are, they're kids that I'm close to. And I have a relationship with, and, you know, I have a relationship with their families and their parents and they know I care at heart, but like, sometimes like kids, they say like, dude, what are you doing? like that you know that's not okay you know you're better than that right and so i've had hard conversations like that with a few of our kids and um at the end of the day um you know part of growing up is learning to deal with those situations on your own and sometimes if it means you fail you're going to learn from that failure right and so our kids if you know, they're going to learn if, if they're not taking care of business and that means their grades are too poor and they can't play in the fall, then that's on them. Um, you know, will I reach out and offer my services and make sure, Hey, make sure you're going to tutoring and whatnot and remind them of that. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I part of life, right. in teaching them how they're going to become grown men is I can't hold their hand and make sure they're doing their homework every day. I can't hold their hand and make sure they're getting the, the help they need. They need to do that. And if they
0: screw up, yeah. they screw up, right? Yeah. Well, Coach, um, this has been a great talk. I think we covered a lot about how difficult the offseason can be for a head coach and, and just, uh, you know, all the things that you go through when, when when uh you know, when the whistle blows, man, because it it, it it could be a tough time for a head coach, I, I bet, you know, when there's no game on Friday, there's no practice, and but you're still – your mind's still going football. Like, so it's – It's crazy what coaches, and
1: not just head coaches, but coaches of, of football go through mentally in the offseason and, and the little things and you could say the stupid things we think about, right? Like, you know, the debate goes back and forth, like, oh, you know – this year should we poke, should we focus more having our back being a pistol alignment as opposed to offset like it's like dude it's freaking march why are we thinking <laughs> about that in march but we do oh, right we we absolutely. do we, and, we, and we question stuff like that or maybe we should change the verbiage and and how we're coaching zone or whatever it might be or maybe we should change the alignment of you know this whatever i just had our conversation with one of our coaches about linebacker play the other day and we were talking about hey you know maybe maybe instead of calling it this type of step, we'll call it this instead. You know, I think it gives it a better visual for the kid. And I'm like, all right, sweet. But like, like who else does that? Like, you know, in their profession, right. It's end of February, March. And that's the conversations we're having. We don't, we don't really get going um, until June. Right. And those are the things where that's going through our mind or, you know, like we mentioned um, you know, we've had some clinic opportunities and in the next months we're going to be able to go to some spring practices and the coaching clinics. Like, who's to say we're not going to learn something again there. And then immediately we're going to have these conversations again. Right. Well, Hey, what do you think about this? Let's stick into this. You know, what about this kickoff? How can we make it easier? And it just, it never ends. And so there are, there is a a low, there's definitely a slow period, but if you think about it, like mine's mind still spinning every day. Right. And I think personnel all the time, I still think, you know, scheme, how, how different is it going to look? um i mean that doesn't that doesn't stop and i think though that's i mean that's the fun of it too right um i wouldn't like to i don't think i would i don't think i would enjoy it if i just shut down for three months and then you know try to try to get it going again
0: yeah my well, bad. Well, I mean, the thing is though, man, and I I say it all the time, man. Football's 365, you know, 24-7, 365. It never stops, you know. Oh, in a lot of ways, <laughs> in a lot of ways, you're so, right. You know, the NFL guys but if you're a football fan, you know, if you're just a football guy, man, you're a football guy, is always I mean, just think about how exciting today was when you know Aaron Rodgers with this, and then Russell Wilson gets traded. Like, you know, there's just always it's always every day, it's football, man. So you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. One of the, (laughs) you know, know, one
1: of the other parts, high school coaches we're thinking of now is looking forward to is when, is when the MHSAA comes out with the division breakdown and how it's going to look. And if there's going to be a lot of movement, you know, based on school size, right. How many schools, how much of their enrollment has changed to the point where the divisions are, how different are they, you know? So that's something else we look forward to right now this time of year. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always something, like you said, it's always
0: something in in this game. Oh, that's awesome, man. And guess what? We're gonna be talking more football next week. <laughs> we are. I so, can't wait. Yeah. So uh did you have any final thoughts about off-season coaching or or
1: no, Tom? Like just a reminder to everybody again, the our Twitter handle is at inside the office. Please, we're looking forward to if you have any questions or, um, you know, ideas for the show, or you think you, you know something that would be a good guest for the show, let us know, feel free to send us a DM, a DM. My, my personal Twitter handles eight as at coach Barnes, and then the number two zero. Uh, but we're excited. Like we said, this thing's growing. We've had some great guests on here. And the next couple of weeks we're excited about we're not going to give away who it is just yet but we've got some lined up over the next few weeks and you know we're excited and uh we're always looking for yeah. topics So feel free to give us a review on apple podcasts uh would be great for those that have done that already we appreciate it and
0: uh
1: yeah tom let's just keep it going yeah
0: listen and share it i'm I'm a Facebook guy. I just—that's the easiest way for me to find me, Tom Murphy Jr. I, I'm out there. Uh, like I said, anybody who's got a, uh, show ideas, possible guests, uh, football coaches that want to be on the show and talk about their program—we're all about it. So, uh, Brian, show number nine, and I—I I, I kind of enjoyed this one, man. I did it because uh, I—you like, got a lot of football to talk about. You're good at what what you do, and I was—I uh, I was very curious about. Um, what goes through a coach's mind in the off season, you know, so we got a pretty good insight about that. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of inside the coach's office for coach Barnes. My name is Tom Murphy jr. And we will talk some more football next week. Peace.